The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The much ballyhooed. Is that a good word? I like that word, ballyhooed. We don't use that word enough. Got to find a way to mix in ballyhooed more into the show. But it was uh, anticipated. The Shohei Otani on the mound situation in Oakland. It was it was such a big deal. I watched some of the game. There were thousands of empty seats, but that's just an Oakland A's baseball game. That's just how that goes there. It was such a big deal. There was no one in the crowd. Oh! No one was there, but it was billed as a global phenomena, making his big league mound debut, the Babe Ruth of Japan. And and how did that go? Now, remember, Otani 
was not only a baseball player in spring training, he sucked. He was terrible. So much so that we talked a couple times during the course of the spring about how bad he had been. So how did he do on Easter Sunday? He did okay. Uh, He got the win, and it really depends on which side of the aisle you're on there. He finished his first starting assignment, the great Otani, uh, tossed six innings. Over those six innings, he allowed three hits, three runs, and uh, all all the runs came on a home run by Matt Chapman, whoever that is. I guess he plays for Oakland. Uh, in the second inning. Never heard of him. Because uh, he plays for Oakland, that's why. Uh, and uh, Otani had six strikeouts. Uh, so let's let's talk about this. Now, the question, after all of the buildup and all of the anticipation, and granted, some of the buzz was taken off. A lot of the buzz was taken off because of the performance during spring training. Your initial reaction to the Otani debut for the Angels Against Oakland, my thoughts are: you've got necessary, ordinary, and the fairy tale. You've got all three of those things and other things as well. We'll mix them together for you. Line up, line them up in a row. Now, number one, Shohei Otani. We know that he was a hot mess on the mound and at the plate. It was not just on the mound; it was at the plate too during spring training. How bad was he? You ask. I'll tell you. How about an earn run average of twenty seven? In the Cactus League. Now, granted, he only had a couple of games, but an ERA of 27. Uh, clearly, he was better at the plate. He had a 125 batting average. The uh, the stash line, or the slash line, as they call it, 125, 222, and a buck 25 in 36 at-bats, which I'm pretty sure is not good, even if you're the most optimistic Pollyanna who loves everything. That, that's not good. That's not good. You really can't slice that up in a positive way. And he looked like a pitcher who was going to drown when he got out in the mound for the Angels in his first big league start. And there was chatter, in fact, a week ago or so, we talked about the possibility of Otani starting in AAA, which is Salt Lake City. Didn't happen. We knew it wasn't going to happen. So the debut, which was victorious, was necessary. All right. now, now, don't confuse victory with greatness. This was not great. He was not outstanding. Nevertheless, it was clearly an about face from what had been going on in the Cactus League. And it was wise of the Angels. They, they clearly listened to our show. They monitored the podcast. They followed the Maller plan of giving Otani a chance to sink or swim in the big leagues, and one start does not mean an entire career, but it does lead to another start. And if I'm not mistaken, it lines up where Otani gets to go against the Oakland Athletics, which is like a triple-A start when you pitch against the Oakland A's. So his first two starts are really minor league starts, and then Otani at some point will have to face a big league lineup, and that will be the big acid test for Otani. So he should get off to a 2-0 start, and then he'll have to, he'll have to go against major league hitters after that. Now the second thing here, as we yap the night away, considering the Oakland A's, their lineup, and I was trying to how would you describe the A's lineup? I'm looking at their lineup here, and I've got hodgepodge would be the way that I would describe the Oakland A's lineup. Uh, yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. A lot of guys you've never heard of. Some guys that have hit a bunch of home runs. Uh, not a lot there. All right, not a lot there. So you got to keep things in perspective. Otani was solid but unspectacular. You can get a guy out of the Mexican League with no hype whatsoever, 
right? No hype whatsoever. You can pull him off a team in the Mexican League. He can go out and go six innings and give up three runs. That's an ERA of 4.50. In modern baseball, that is it's an ordinary starting pitch. Right? You don't have the Bieber-like hype. So let's let's not get carried away. It, it was an improvement from the way he had pitched in spring training again. Was and of course, if he'd gone out and vomited all over the mound, that still would have been an improvement. It would have been better than what he had done during the regular season. Now, nevertheless, the Angels, if they are going to actually make a postseason appearance, something that doesn't happen very often for them, they need a big evolution for Otani at the front of the rotation. They need him to be a consistently good and dominant type of starting pitcher. And to say that he was that, uh, I would not go as far as to go down that particular rabbit hole, but I'm not in the tank for the Angels. Now, the last thing here, Otani came to Major League Baseball with, I remember seeing a story, it was on 60 Minutes, which is on, you you can see the clip on on YouTube. It was Ruthian Hype, a a Japanese fairy tale about Shohei Otani, who could throw 105 miles an hour, could hit the baseball literally across the Pacific Ocean from Asia to America. That's how much power he had. It was not 500-foot home runs. He could uh, 5,000-mile home runs. Uh, and did that happen? Did any of that happen in the opening start? No. No. Otani, he threw a lot of strikes, which is generally good, right? He had 68% of his pitches were strikes. His fastball, did it go to 105 miles an hour like that Japanese fairy tale? No. Did it crack 100 miles an hour? No. According to StatCast, he threw 99.6 miles an hour. I could throw 99.6 miles an hour. I could do that. If I could absolutely do that if you challenged me to do that. Uh, Otani generated seven swings and misses on the fastball, which is he threw 48 fastballs, seven swings and misses. The Maller math on that works out to 14.5%, which I do not believe is Nolan Ryan. I don't believe it's Randy Johnson. I don't believe it's Pedro Martinez. I don't think it's any of those guys. A 14.5% swing and miss rate on the fastball. Now, we had heard chatter. I'm sure if you're a baseball wonk, you've heard the same thing, that Otani was going to revolutionize Major League Baseball. And if you go by technicality, he's already done that, even though the results were so-so. Yes, he got the win, but an ERA of 4.50, not exactly the greatest thing in the world against the hodgepodge A's lineup. But Otani, by making that start against Oakland, the angel pitcher becoming the first player since Bullet Joe Bush, who played for Boston back in the Stone Age. Who? Bullet Joe Bush. Imagine nicknaming a guy Bullet in these modern times. Oh, my God. (laughs) There would be people protesting in Washington. My God, you can't name someone Bullet. What's wrong with you? But in 1920, you could. And they did. Uh, And there was a guy for Brooklyn named Clarence Mitchell. I don't know who that is. I don't Brother. Know, I don't know who that is. I have no idea. But uh, there you go. Both both were non-pitchers and pitchers in the first 10 games of the season. That's the first time. Otani's the first time it's happened since 1920. But the ultimate question is, who is the real Otani? So is he going to actually be a two-way player? This is a te- it feels like a temporary situation. It's like a temp job. You know, you get one of those jobs, you're like, ah, I know this is not going to last, but I'll write it out. Like the consensus seems to be among those jaded, bitter, old school baseball scouts that think eventually he is not going to be a designated hitter. 
that he's just going to pitch, that he's not a good enough hitter. He's a, a punch-and-judy hitter, Otani. He's not going to succeed as a, an offensive player in American baseball. But yet, reading some of the stories from Japan, they, they go the other way. It, it, it's a polar opposite, 180-degree situation here. They think he sucks as a pitcher. They think he's actually better as a hitter than he is a pitcher. So that we'll see how it goes. Now, I did some other math here, and we've determined – since he was compared to Babe Ruth, that Otani needs to win 94 more games, and he has to hit 715 home runs to catch the Bambino and pass, actually, Babe Ruth. So he's got some work to do on that. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia is right over there. Hanging out. How was your uh, How was your Easter, Ben? Oh, uh, well, I was uh, a good weekend here. A Passover Easter weekend. I spent some time watching the Clipper game. It was always enjoyable there at the good Clip Joint there. Oh time. no! Did, did anyone uh, get uh, you on uh, April Fool's Day? Did anyone pull the, no. uh, any pranks on you? Or no, you did. You get punked. I didn't. I usually uh, pull a prank. I usually pull a prank. I didn't really? pull any this year. No, I didn't pull any this year. I don't. I didn't yeah. picture you as a uh, as a prankster. Oh, I used to fool people all the time. Yeah, back in the old days. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, make up trades. Uh, I'd be like, there were sports related rumors. I see. Yeah, my dopey older friends would all fall for them. It was great. Uh, make we up had some a, fantasy trade. And say, you package it the right way, they buy it. Yeah. We did have a big uh, family get together as we always do. Did you do. have an Easter egg hunt? Yes, there was an Easter egg really? hunt for the, for the, many, for the kids. <laughs> did you take part in it? I wish I would have because uh, one of the kids got forty bucks out of the uh, or fifty bucks. Uh, somebody, I thought you were supposed to put there. candy in the eggs, not money. Some of them were candy, but the uh, one golden egg had fifty dollars in it. Damn! Yeah, where, I know. Did, where did you hide the golden? I didn't egg? hide it. It you was somebody else. But it was in, in the backyard, you know, in the in the bushes. I guess it was. How much and... chocolate did you eat? I didn't eat any chocolate. You didn't eat any chocolate. No. Why did you not? Were you on a diet or something like that? I had some uh, some cake and some. Was it chocolate cookies. cake? No. It what wasn't do you have against chocolate? You against chocolate? You're uh, anti chocolate? I'm not anti chocolate. I feel like you are anti chocolate. You've taken an anti chocolate no. position here. No. But we did have a, uh, a family member announce that uh, he and his wife were uh, expecting their first child. And really? Did they have course, an alligator there to uh, make the announcement whether it's no, a boy but, or a girl? No, but or? it was. I mean, everyone was like, okay, is this, you guys wouldn't actually make a April Fool's joke out of this, would you? Because it would yeah. be a pretty good one, I guess, you if think you they thought not, about do you, it. Do you uh, think they not have adult relations or something like that? you think there's no way they could have conceived a child, the two of them together, possibly? I'm, I'm sure they're both quite healthy. And, okay, uh, all, all right, that. well, good but, for them. But it was yeah. April Fool's, and you're like, yeah. wait a minute. As soon as anybody says anything, you know, out, I don't want to say outrageous, but... Of note, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Is there? Yeah. Are you trying to pull one over on us, or are they? Is this legit? And, oh, there's no question. Did you, it was did legit. You do, well, how legit. do you how do you know it was legit? Well, they did you see the child inside? Well, I mean, the, how do you know? The joke is you you get everybody, and then you reveal that it's a April Fool's joke. Yeah, and uh, they never revealed that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it was it was legit. Maybe they'll send out an email or a text later. Say, ha ha, gotcha, suckers. Darryl, that would be a pretty gotcha. thorough gotcha, suckers. April Fool's joke. Yeah, you would like that. You wouldn't, you I would not. Like I would not like that, actually because you know yeah. we lavish them with congratulations and uh, I understand hugs and handshakes and uh, yeah yeah. Did you watch any sports this week? This weekend, sure, of course. You did really? Yeah, yeah. What did you watch? Uh, yeah. uh, we watched the. I bet uh, I, I watched more than you. I'm a better. Oh, I'm, sure I'm a better you, fan than you. Yeah, well, I don't know. Watch more than you. Watched a ton of you, baseball. Well, games. you watch things for other reasons. I watch things for the enjoyment no, of I sport. I watch things you, for talk radio reasons. You watch things. Talk show. Well, there's that. And talk there's show. Other things. I have to. 
help myself there's, there's out other here. Reasons find you, content you watch to watch. No, there's not. Oh yeah, there's no agenda. There's no hidden agenda here at all. No, no, no. Oh yeah, I got both. <laughs> I got both games right in the final four. Yeah. I said, I said, watch out. Loyola Chicago is going to play Kansas. Take both dogs on uh, on Saturday. Got that absolutely right. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Great job by me. Solid gambling advice there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to follow my picks. You'll make, you'll be a millionaire. Absolutely be a millionaire. Just like you. The bookie will be a millionaire. You will, yeah. Of course, I'm living, I'm living the life here. Living large, as they say. All right, if you would like to be part, the number 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. You know how they say you're not supposed to play with knives? It's bad for you, right? When you're a kid, you know, don't play with knives. Not... I, I always heard scissors. Don't run with scissors was the Well, the knives also. You, you, you're not supposed to play with knives. I don't remember anyone saying, hey, don't play with knives. I think it was kind of like. All right, we don't need to do a deep dive on this right <laughs> now, right, Eddie. Right. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Just a couple days into the start of the 2018 regular season, and an old nemesis has popped up in the baseball conversation. You know what that is? Are you aware of what has popped up here? The dreaded unwritten rule book has reared its ugly head, and we must discuss. Now, it happened on a pretty standard beatdown at Camden Yards in Baltimore where Jose Barrios pitched a three-hitter, first career complete game. The Twins had a couple of home runs from Brian Dozier, and they got a 7 nothing route or root of the hometown Orioles on Sunday. So a standard game at Camden Yards. The Orioles don't appear to be very good at baseball this year. The Twins are feeling pretty good about themselves. And so the pitcher was working on a one-hit shutout in the ninth inning. So one out. And someone named Chance Cisco, which sounds like a made-up name or an old Western soldier. Doesn't, it, doesn't that sound like a sheriff in the Old West, in a Western? Chance Cisco uh, came to the plate. He then dropped down a beautiful bunt to the left side for a single. Now, that the Orioles would then get a couple of walks. They loaded the bases. As you know, the game ended 7 nothing, so they didn't score. The Twins got out of it, and Barrios got the shutout. But it was the bunt that had the twins' blood curling. They were very upset because Chance Cisco had violated one of the unwritten rules of baseball. He had bunted. He had bunted in a game that was lopsided, and this led to condemnation from the Minnesota locker room. Dozier, who hit the two home runs, said the Twinkies are, quote, not a fan of it. The pitcher who pitched the shutout, a three-hitter for his first career complete game, Jose Barrios, claimed the bunt was, quote, not good for baseball. Not good for baseball. Eddie Rosario of the Twinkies said, that's not a good play. Uh, I can go on and on here. Uh, Let's discuss. Now, the question, you got to point out, now, Cisco bunted against a shift. The uh, the the Orioles hitter uh, Chance Cisco I'm told is a catcher. Uh, there was a shift on in the ninth inning, so the Twins were going with the shift. So the question, you know, buy or sell this Oriole Chance Cisco bunting 
down 7 nothing in the ninth inning trying to get on base. I'm going to absolutely buy this. I'm going to absolutely buy this. Now, my perspective on this, you've got the plague, the mirror, and personal accountability. You've got those three things that are in play here, and we'll put them all together and line them up. Now, A, the Twins, the fact that several members of the Twins, by baseball standards, are having a hissy fit, uh, that is to be expected. This is standard operating procedure in baseball, and... The sport has changed a lot compared to the way it used to be. And, and, and the way the baseball has been played lately, Rob Manford would really like to change the rules even more, the commissioner's office. But the dreaded unwritten rule book continues to be a plague on the sport of baseball. And you see, since it's unwritten, you can't destroy it. It's not written. Right? It's passed down from generation to generation. You're not allowed to play with flamboyance and excitement. We know that's one of the rules. Uh, the commissioner can't rewrite it because, again, it's it's this set of archaic rules that are governing the sport of baseball. But if you play with flamboyance and excitement, they look down on you. That goes against the cardinal way, which is the baseball way. You're supposed to play like lifeless zombies. When you're trailing, apparently when you're trailing big late in the game, or if there's a no-hitter or a perfect game, you're not allowed to bunt. And if you do bunt, you're a heathen in the eyes of the baseball gods. And it, I guess you're supposed to just concede defeat and not play to the last out. Is that, which is, what, is that how I'm interpreting this? Am I reading this the right way with my Dakota ring? Yeah, okay. Uh, now, part B of this, in the you know, Grant, you were probably not watching the Twins-Orioles game. I mean, this is a, a regional situation. But this matchup says more about the Twins. The reaction says a whole lot more about the Twins than it does the Orioles, and in particular, Chance Sisko, who laid down the bunt. Uh, he was doing the thing I thought you were supposed to do, play to the end of the game. Play to the end of the game. It is Minnesota's fault here. The Twins' defensive alignment, they went to the shift. This, if the game is over, let me let me just ask you this: If the game is over, okay, you you are the Twins. Game is over. You're up seven nothing. It's the ninth inning. It's not competitive. You've determined the game's not competitive. I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. Seven nothing's a lopsided game. Then why are you playing the shift? Why don't you play Cisco straight up? Why are you playing the shift? I'll tell you why you're playing the shift. Because the game ain't over yet, and you're playing it to the end. And you're getting upset because this guy lays down a bunch. Screw you. Look in the mirror, Brian Dozier. Look in the mirror, the, the Minnesota Twins. Play the game to the end. You played with defensive strategy. Now, we can all agree here that if the defense is going to play and make competitive adjustments in a game of baseball, then the batter should play. I don't understand. Why do guys not bunt more against the shift? It's one of those things that drives me nuts. Now, I don't know whether this was Buck Showalter, the manager, the, the wayward manager of the Orioles who advised the bunt, or whether this was Cisco. Uh, the, the Orioles are clearly going to be outmanned most of the time, especially in the pitching department. And if more players did this, if they bunted against the shift, guess what? The shift goes the way of the dinosaur. That's it. It's gone. See you later. You play to the shift. Minnesota gave 
the opportunity for a butt. And again, it didn't it didn't turn out to to be the devastating play of the game. And the, the Orioles threatened. They got a couple of walks. They had the bases loaded. They set themselves up for a potential grand slam, which would have gotten them into the game. Didn't happen. Fine, the Twins win seven and nothing. But the, the last thing here, this is an embarrassment. For the Twins, their reaction, their pouty reaction to this, it's ridiculous. Publicly condemning the Oriole for not for not swinging away, for, for laying down a bunt, which was actually uh, one of the maybe the highlight of the day for the Orioles. They're, they're not very good at professional baseball. Now, in the old school, like there have been several legends of baseball from past generations who have discuss this these unwritten rules of baseball. Whitey Herzog, for example, uh, the White Rat, one of the reasons he got the nickname the White Rat. Racist. Uh, that's his nickname. Uh, was because his manager of the St. Louis Cardinals and other teams, his teams would regularly steal bases when the game was lopsided. Right? The game was lopsided. And it wasn't always they were behind. They could be ahead by a lot, and they'd steal, steal bases. And... The legend, as it goes uh, from that era back in the day of baseball, Whitey Herzog would tell the baseball writers that when the dugout phone would ring and the other team would call to say, hey, we're not going to try to come back, we're going to forfeit, at that point the Cardinals would stop trying to steal bases, uh, was his argument. That was his counter-argument to that. Uh, Now, it's a little different here because you're talking about the team that was behind, but the general consensus is the same, right? There's one team who's all bent out of shape, their panties are in a wad here, because the other team attempted to bunt when they were down by seven runs. And I would advise the Twins here uh, that if you're going to play right up until the end of the game to win, that's fine. If you want to talk about unwritten rules of baseball, Byron Buxton of the Twins attempted to steal second. In fact, he did steal second, and the Twins were up 6 to nothing in the fifth inning. Isn't that some kind of violation of the baseball code of conduct there? Personal accountability, right? God forbid you play to the end of a baseball game, right? And the other thing that guys go nuts on is if you hustle. If you run a lot, you look make the other players look bad. You know, the, the guys that come – Yasiel Puig, when he first came up with the Dodgers, he made a lot of guys look bad because he ran like a, a, a crazy person out of the batter's box and he made the other players that are lazy look bad. You have to make the – other players accept you, so you have to go through the major league jog where you kind of go through the motions and all that. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You can comment on that or anything else you want. You're more than welcome to join us at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And you can be part of the festivities. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. It's uh, right over there. Chilling right over there. Hanging out. I don't think I've ever done this. What's but that? This is what I'm going to do okay. for that Maller monologue. You ready? Yeah. That was actually me applauding wow. you. Wow. God, I could not agree more about oh, those stupid, thanks. unwritten baseball rules. Dopey. My favorite is the one where you can't bunt when the other guy's throwing a no-hitter. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can't get a hit off the guy. So <laughs> I'm trying anything I can do to get on base. I can't bunt. But isn't a bunt a hit, right? A bunt is a hit. It, By the baseball yes, rule yes. book, it's a hit. But the guy is pitching I so well I that, I, I, that I, ha- I can't bunt. I can't bunt to try and get a... Stupid. Remember, the, what was the last time that happened? Was it, was 
it when Kurt Schilling was? Yeah, that's what I, well, I remember. Yeah, I do remember that one. Since then, no, I think you're right. It has happened since then, but yeah. that's the one I remember as yeah, well. It yeah, it was against the Padres. Or you can't steal if you're up by a certain number. It's so stupid, stupid. Oh yeah, it's so 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 dumb. And their reaction to this, the the, the guy, a bunch of Minnesota Twins players, just all it's all bent out of shape. Not not surprising, but it is embarrassing. Everyone should when you have the shift, everyone should bunt against the shift. If you're going to play the shift, that is the weakness. You play to the weakness of the opponent. That's the weakness of the shift. If you can get the bunt down, especially in a spot like that where you need you need to get runners on base. Yeah, you do it. 100% agree. Yeah, all right. 100%. Right. Sorry, I know it's yeah. not good radio. No, but can you disagree for the purposes of this? Maybe later. Okay. Maybe later. All right. Uh, Rob in Vegas writes, and he says, where's my guy who will soon become a Vegas headliner? Weed man hippie, he says. Mm. Benny and the weed man. When do tickets begin, and what has a price point been pegged at? He says. Well, Rob, I've got bad news for you. Uh, uh, uh-oh. I've, I've got bad news for you. Now, uh, I was told by Weed Man Hippie that everything was going to be done uh, <laughs> by tonight. That everything would be all everything be signed, all the papers would be signed, and all that. I haven't heard from him. Uh, not only have I not heard from him, he's not on hold right now. And usually, he, you know, he, he brags about uh-huh. how he's on hold for every second of the show, and he hasn't been on hold the first uh, first hour and fifteen minutes of the show. So that leads me to believe that there's a problem. That leads me to believe that there might not be a Benny and the Weed Man show in Vegas. Do you so. think that he knew uh, because of your deadline that he he's not ready and he uh, he's afraid to call in? It's a possibility, or he got cold feet and backed out of it and realized it would be financial ruin to rent out nah, a that theater. That doesn't sound like him. No, but Eddie, if you're going to rent out a theater in Vegas and then you know six people show up, that's a problem, right? Yeah, but I, I think he truly believes that that a lot of people are going to show up for this. How many people do you think are actually going to show up? About six. Yeah, I, I think about six. I, and I'm going high on six. I, I think six well, is being I optimistic. Think we have, I think we have enough listeners in Vegas. I, we yeah, we do have a lot in Vegas. So, okay, that just, but that doesn't up. mean the people in Vegas. You know, you, you could have a concert in your front lawn. That doesn't mean you're going to walk out the no, door. you're right. You know, you, but you, I think enough. we have enough listeners in Vegas that yeah. six of them would be like, let's go, let's go see Ben. Right. Will anyone travel from more than two states away to see Weed Man? I say no. I say no. Also. I'm going to say no. That's a tough trip. I mean, that's a tough trip. I think you guys are underestimating it. No. I think there will be a lot more than six people. No, no, no. You see, you're, you're overly optimistic. You, you and, uh, and Weed Man have the weed thing going on, Coop. And, and don't forget, Coop, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people there. talk big yeah. on the radio. But when it comes down to actually making the effort, spending the money, they'll find something out. They'll find yeah. an excuse not to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard this before. Well, we've made some appearances over the years, and guys, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And then it's like two days. Before, I couldn't make it. You know, something came up with my wife or my kids or my dog or my aunt or I mean, my uncle. Let's be whatever. honest. How many did we have in Bakersfield? We had a, we had a good exactly. turnout. This, this 7,000. This is, no, we had like 10. We had 7,000. No, we had more than 10. But How was, many did we have? I don't know. It was less than 20. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> You're but right, more but than it was 10. more than 10. <laughs> yeah, it was more than in 10. In Bakersfield. Yeah. On a just drive down the freeway, though, and attend It's Bakersfield no, on a no, Saturday night, Eddie. Exactly. The stadium it's, was a dump. It's, it, they didn't yeah. know that until There's, they got there. there it was definite- 150 degrees at night, Eddie. The, it was a, oh, my. Well, we did have a, what's his name, break in and then get kicked out. What was this guy's name? I don't name? think he Air broke Force, in. Oh, no, he got, he, yeah, he, well, he did he, come back in, didn't he? He got kicked he out. He tried to come back in. Yeah. Air, Air Force Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, Air Force Didn't get by the security person. <laughs> that was there. Well, we knew that we were in trouble, and we we were sitting in the cool zone. Yeah. And the poor, <laughs> there, there poor no Ben, cool the the, the, uh, the sprinkler in the cool zone was dripping on Ben's head. Yeah, which I didn't, it was a refreshing drip, though. 
Well, it was not that cold, actually. You know, I, it was you, lukewarm. Yeah, it was like lukewarm water. <laughs> Hard to believe they went out of business. I don't know how they could go out of business with that kind of customer service. I don't know what could. My, my uh, favorite was the sun in center field <laughs> shining yes, into the batter's the eyes. The only ballpark in professional baseball where they built where the sun is in center field. Uh, and, but I also like, let's not overlook the fact that down the third baseline, they got rid of the stands and put picnic tables up down the third baseline. So they didn't even have stands down the third baseline in a picnic area. You can go have a sandwich, a hot dog, and sit there in a, 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 a table like you're at the park. It was uh, quite the scene there. Anyway, well, uh, so to answer your question, our, our buddy in Vegas, uh, I haven't heard from Weed Man, and uh, he hasn't called in, so as far as I know, that's off. Now, Benny and the Weed Man is not going to happen. It is off until I hear otherwise. I was told it was going to happen. Uh, Boston Dave writes in. He says, these unwritten rules of baseball are garbage. It's what keeps me getting into the sport uh, 100%. Too many old-fashioned rules, he says. Uh, Alan says, thank you. Thank you for testifying how the Twins are a bunch of crybabies and don't know how, to, how real smart baseball is played. Grow up, Twinkies. Alan says, that whole sentence, grow up Twinkies, though, that's great, isn't it? The Twins had really good pitching this week, and they're starting pitching. I don't think they gave up a run. I don't think the Twins starting pitching gave up a run in three games against the Baltimore Orioles. Unfortunately, they have to play a whole bunch more baseball over the course of the, the next 12 months. They'll be playing professional baseball. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it right now. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And the star of many internet memes, the Koopaloo. Ben, after only three games, Gabe Kapler guaranteed that the Phillies will make the playoffs. Now, this came after a 15-2 drubbing at the hands of the Braves. Ben, is there any way that Kapler can follow through with this guarantee? And if he doesn't, does he lose his job? Yeah. Well, since he's not pitching and he's not hitting, uh, no, he's screwed. Listen, he's already on notice. A, Gabe Kapler is revolutionizing how to manage professional baseball. Uh, We've talked about it a little bit. Over the weekend, he called for a pitcher to enter the game who had yet to begin warming up. Now, this is new. This is not something that normally happens. The uh, the umpiring crew uh, reported that to Major League Baseball, try to get him in trouble, and we'll, we'll find out what comes of that in the next couple of days. The Phillies also set a Major League record. They used 15 pitchers the first two games. Uh, now, I, I understand there's going to be growing pains, new manager, and you're going to have to go through some of that. But Gabe Kapler came in like a gust of wind, I, you know, a whole – bunch of bravado and all that and if this doesn't change this is not going to be something where the Phillies wait all year I could totally see them after a couple of months saying okay Gabe go do something else we like you but we we don't think you're good enough to manage and he gets a pink slip and B the guarantee of the Phillies making the playoffs is meaningless every manager in baseball at the beginning of the year should say we're going to make the playoffs all 30 teams start out dead even do the Philadelphia Phillies look like a 90-win team? No. You're going to have to get to 90 wins to be a wild-card team in baseball, right in that 90-win area. I don't see that happening. Good luck to Gabe Kapler. He's a bit of a character. Next! Now, Brad Stevens has made a strong case for Coach of the Year, but he actually thinks another candidate is more deserving. Stevens said on Saturday that he thinks Dwayne Casey should get the honors. Do you agree with him, Ben? No. Brad Stevens is just being courteous. 
Uh, he's being modest. That's that's the the whole act. That's the facade of Brad Stevens. Maybe it's legit. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's all a facade, and that's all. Uh, Brad Stevens is the coach of the year in the NBA, and the reason why, number one, snap, crackle, pop. The Celtics lost the jewel of free agency, the star addition, Gordon Hayward, for the season, and they lost that player in the first couple of minutes of the season-opening game against Cleveland. Gone. See, at that moment, with him out and a bunch of young players surrounding that roster that we're going to have to fill in to think the Celtics could finish near the top of the Eastern Conference, it seemed ridiculous. And despite that and a gaggle of other setbacks, the Celtics have been galvanized, and they are uh, they're one of the better teams in the entire NBA. In fact, the Celtics have the top record in the NBA against the top teams in basketball. They're 12-6 and six against the top eight teams in the NBA. That's number one good team versus good team in the NBA 2018. And number two, Dwayne Casey's a nice guy and all that, but the media in the NBA would give Mike D'Antoni Coach of the Year honors with the Rockets this year before they give Dwayne Casey. There is an anti-Toronto bias in NBA circles there's a that you know that that whole chip on the shoulder thing that the Raptors play with they claim is partly because of that and there is something to it. There's an anti-Toronto outlook on that. All right, next. Dave Roberts is attributing Kenley Jansen's decline in velocity to a mechanics problem. Now, Jansen isn't a, exactly a spring chicken, but he also should still be in the prime of his career, according yeah. to your uh, timeline, Ben. That's right. The Maller plan, yeah. Yes. Do you think that uh, Roberts is right, or is there cause for concern here? Well, he's not. Uh, last I checked, Kenley Jansen's not an automobile, so I don't know how there would be mechanics involved in that. I think that's ridiculous. He's a human being, so that's stupid right off the start. start. Now, baseball wonks are freaking out. The baseball wonk community, oh, my God, he's not throwing. Going as fast. Ah! Shut up. All right. Now, this might be a sign of deterioration. It might also be nothing. I am not a radar gun obsessed human being. Many people are. Velocity is great, but it's not the end all be all. I've seen plenty of pitchers come along that threw in the high 90s and couldn't get anyone out. Now, Kenley Jansen has been pretty consistent. His velocity has been consistent, he's been very effective. But if we're sitting here in mid-April and the Dodgers are not getting anything out of Kenley Jansen, we're going to revisit this. I'll have a different answer for you, Koopa Loop. Uh, But even if his velocity is down a little bit, the same goes for Clayton Kershaw. There are other ways. It's called pitching. Deception. There are other ways to get hitters out. It's not just pure velocity. And the Dodgers are paying Kenley Jansen a lot of money. They're paying him to be a dominant closer. And it's not just based on pure velocity, deception, and some other things. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Then you fail for being a Boston suck-up. How am I a Boston suck-up? nothing. What are you, you talking lose. about? That's ridiculous. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for ten whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the instant advice line on screen radio. This is what we give back. We take, we take, we take so much. Time to give back wisdom, knowledge, advice. You are the consultant. You are brought in here. 
to give your expertise. You carry a lot of clout on the Insta advice line. Who needs our advice this week? Well, it is my judgment and my assessment, judging by the reaction we've gotten here, that of all the things we've talked about so far, the one that has gotten the most reaction has been the Minnesota Twins players upset with the Baltimore Orioles for bunting down 7 nothing in the ninth, violating the sacred, unwritten rules of baseball. So, your advice to the Minnesota Twins players who are all worked up in a tizzy with the Orioles. Uh, if you want to call up the number, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We'll start out with you on line one. Your advice, please, to the Minnesota Twins. Line one. Hi, oh Donald Duck checking in. Donald, your advice to the twins, please. Go Dodgers! Thank you, Donald. I knew I knew Donald was a Dodger fan. Uh, line two, you're on the air. Your advice to the Minnesota Twins. Line two. All right, line two is not there. We'll go to line three. Line three, you're on the air. We're giving advice to the Minnesota Twins players. Upset, the Orioles broke the unwritten rules of baseball. It should be Vikings fans. Well, that would be tough. At least in the NFC Championship game, it would be tough. Line four. Hello, line four. Michigan Wolverines, national champions. Good luck on that. To line five. You're on the air, line five. Go. John 316, live forever. Yeah, well, the Twins will live. Thank you, Jesus! Will clearly live forever. But will the unwritten rules of baseball live forever? Line six, you're next up on the air. We're giving advice to the Twins. They're upset with the unwritten rules of baseball being violated by the Orioles, those heathens from Baltimore. Line six, go. Quit whining like a nine-year-old girl. Line one, you're on the air. Your advice, please, to the Twins upset with the unwritten rules of baseball being violated. Beware of mercury retrograde and always protect your anus. Solid advice. Line two, hello, go. Uh, Yes, Ben, I would look the Minnesota Twinkies. Square in the eye and say, You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller! You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller! One of the more consistent contributors to the Insta Advice line. That guy right there. Line three, hello. Seek the professional help of Bill Miller. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I'm here. I am a one man focus group. That is what I provide. <laughs> I have a great influence here. I hear you breathing line four. That means you probably should talk your advice to the Twins players. Upset with the unwritten rules of baseball being violated. Play for the Orioles had a porn stash. All right, line line five. Hello. I would tell the twins to stop crying and oh, wait a minute, got a murder, got to go. Hey, that's a good one. I like that. That's solid. What a great recreation! Tremendous job. Got a murder, got to go. We might have to put that one. That's a better copy, Whoa. Danny. That, that, that was him. That was I know it was him, but that was like a better copy of it. We should put what he said here in. That's that was almost better. Wait, a, a better copy than his own original yeah, work? Yeah, sometimes the copy is better than the original. It does happen. Line six, hello. John twelve one. Oh, John, I've not heard that one before. A random line. You're on the air. Your advice to the Twins players upset with the unwritten rules of baseball being violated. Was that Cowboy John, Brad? I don't know who that was. Line one, hello. Yeah, the twins need to go outside and laugh in the purple rain. <laughs> sure they'll be right on that. Line two, hello. 
Hello, line two. Line two is not there. We'll go to line three. We're giving advice to the Minnesota Twins, upset with the unwritten rules of baseball being violated. Suck it up. Line four, you're on the air. Go. <laughs> Heil Trump. All right, 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to be part. 877-996-6369. Somebody's high running through the building. Line four. Hello, line four. Move to Bakersfield. We got the stadium for you. Yeah, yeah you do. You definitely do. Yeah, if plenty of park benches there, too. It's uh, Is that violating the unwritten rules of baseball? Line five. Hello, line five. They need a new manager, David Gagon. <laughs> Whatever happened to Gagon? I don't know. Oh, there's happened. no question. David Gagon. Where did he end up? What happened to the Gagon account? Line six, you're on the air. Go. Yeah, I'm going to say stop pitching or, you know, just keep pitching because you're going to be looking up at Cleveland all year long. I don't know. So sure about the Indians. Line one, hello. Good morning, Ben. No condom, more production. Line two, well, that would definitely help the production. Unless you're sterile. Line line two, hello. The Twins need to look on the bright side. It could be worse. It could be on the road struggling like the Kansas City Royals. I'm Bill Miller. You don't need to bring that up. That was a, almost, Royals having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Malik. 15 years ago. Let it go. Line three, hello. Line three is not there. We'll go to line four. We're giving advice to the Twins. Some of the players on the Twins upset with the Orioles for violating the unwritten rules of baseball, bunting down 7 to nothing. Hello, line four. Well, Ben, instead of worrying about bunting, they should worry about... Buck, 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 take it. <laughs> we'll do sure. one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame the Koopa Loop. We'll pick the final call. Go ahead, Koopa Loop. Uh, random line. Random line. Hello, random line. Go. I didn't understand that. That was, that, that was Cowboy, though. Are you sure it was yep. Cowboy? Yep. That was Cowboy. Yep. What kind of voice is that? What are you doing, Cowboy? What was it? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.